Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. This week looks a little different for Woodpod. The next few episodes feature elite athletes who train at our local performance gym. 1513 Performance is dedicated to teaching proper movement mechanics and improving the athlete's overall performance while focusing on injury prevention. I'm excited to share a few of these athletes' stories. On the mic today is the legendary Sierra Romero. Sierra played shortstop and second base for the University of Michigan, where she won the USA Softball Collegiate Player of the Year. In 2016, Romero was drafted second overall by the USSA Pride in the NFP draft. Sit back, relax, and get your pens ready, because this is Write It Down. Welcome back to Write It Down. Today, we welcome yet another 1513 performance athlete, Sierra Romero. Sierra, welcome to Write It Down. Hi, thank you for having me. At 26 years old, would you have ever imagined there'd be a cleat named after you? I definitely dreamt about it. I didn't know that it would actually happen. So I was pretty pumped when that finally became reality. Yeah. So like, what is the process of getting a piece of apparel named after you? Um, I think the big thing was my agent really just pushing different brands to one, sign me and then proving like my value and my worth um, as a person, player, athlete. Um, And then after that, it was... I think performing, Mm -hmm. that's a big thing. But then the other part of it too is connections. Um, You know, I got really close with the graphic designer there, marketing, like all those people. And, you know, I just utilized the people around me. And then eventually they were like, you know, we would love to do a cleat with you. Your fans would like it. You know, we like the information and feedback you give us on our clothing and shoes. And so we ended up working on creating the Romero for about a year. insane and so now it's finally here when exactly did the cleat come out the cleat dropped that's a good question when did it come out recent it was recent yeah so you you finally see the product of something you've been working on for a year or so and Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people don't see like the the grind behind the scenes with things like that of the phone calls you're making the design and all that is so is this cleat something you're going to be wearing when you play yes okay i already have some at home and so once i'm Getting a little closer to being cleared for playing, I'm going to be hitting in those, uh, Mm -hmm. fielding, everything. Those are going to be my game cleats. Okay. And you mentioned getting cleared. So tell me a little bit about your your injury, your recent injury, and kind of the setbacks with that. Yeah. um, About a little over a year ago, I tore my ACL, my medial meniscus, and my lateral meniscus. Um, I was going into home, and I was being way too aggressive. Um, I was trying to be safe when I was going to be out, and so I should have just allowed myself to be out and instead yeah. I tried to do a little extra maneuver and um, my knee just kind of gave out and popped because I think of the way that I moved last minute um, and then the recovery process has been tough because mm-hmm. typically people are cleared to play I mean at least by nine months like I said I'm a little over a year out um, mm-hmm. but I had to have three different procedures in the past year Dang. just because I had some some issues with the recovery and some different hiccups like arthrofibrosis, uh, Slycops lesion. And so I definitely can say I'm like rare because yeah. it's only like the 10% that people get that. So wow. and how, one is, of them. how have you handled that mentally? How has that like affected you in your mental and emotional state? Um, I definitely would say that before this injury, I was not that I'm not mentally tough anymore, but I was like just a brick house. Like you, yeah. it just nothing was gonna phase me. Focused. Didn't really care. Yeah. Like I just was like, I know what I'm supposed to do, and I'm gonna get the job done. Um, this really tested me mentally 
physically, emotionally, just because I went from being athletic and doing all these things on a daily to struggling just to walk Mm -hmm. without pain. And um, I had to kind of figure out who I really was because I've always been known as Sierra the softball player. And so for a while I was like, okay, what could possibly be next? Cause I'm having all these issues. Like yeah. what if I can't come back? Yeah. Um, so I started having, having to have those serious conversations. And the big thing for me was opening up and talking about it because yeah. I'm not one to really talk and um, express my feelings. And so once I started to do that and just allow myself to be vulnerable right. and just cry, cause yeah. I, I'm not yeah. a crier. Um, you know, it just, it took a toll on me mentally. I mean, it, I definitely had like a, a slump for probably like four or five months where I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna retire. Like I'm done. Yeah. I, I had hit a wall and like nothing was going right for me. And PT was worse and worse every day and I was there for like two or three hours every day like Mm -hmm. bawling my eyes out and I was just like exhausted yeah so it's been tough but like finally I feel like I'm starting to see results and I'm starting to get better it doesn't mean that I don't still have aches and pains but it's good aches and pains because I'm putting my body in new positions that I couldn't do before you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and and you've played softball your whole life yeah since I was four so this has been a part of your identity it's kind of a part of your family's identity you play on the same team as your sister Mm -hmm. which is super cool um and you have two other siblings yes and your brother plays baseball yep so why why softball why baseball like what introduced that in your family both my parents so my mom played softball throughout high school um but then growing up, she was a sheriff. She didn't go to college and play ball. Uh, my dad played baseball, and he played competitively in Tijuana. So mm-hmm. growing up, I would watch him play. Um, he was the big reason why I wanted to play. I saw him hit a home run onto the freeway when I was younger, and I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. And so since that day, he put me immediately into softball. Um, and then it kind of just took off from there. I was the oldest. And then Sydney, who's three years younger than me, she kind of just wanted to do whatever I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then she got into softball. And then you got Michael. He got into baseball. He was around it all the time. He tried football and everything else, but he really stuck with baseball. And then Sophia, the youngest one, she was a late bloomer. She, we thought, was not going to do softball. Was going to go more gymnastics or like YouTube route. Yeah, that's what she was interested oh, in. Oh, that's cool. And so I was excited because I was like, cool, something different. <laughs> right, like, right. Let's do, like something else for me to watch. And then she actually ended up getting into softball a little bit later, around like later is considered like 12 yeah <laughs> so even though it's still four. yeah right okay and you guys um are california family yes what uh, what brought you well you went to university of michigan mm-hmm. so kind of describe that time in your life um with your coach and your teammates like how did that shape you playing at a big school a big 10 school yeah when i was getting recruited um i got my first offer when i was in eighth grade and I was like so quick. I wanted to like accept it. My dad Eighth was like, grade? "Yeah." My Dang. dad was like, "No, you're not accepting it. Like, you need to wait." <laughs> you're not even allowed to talk to yeah. coaches. <laughs> so I kind of was like, "Okay, fine, I'll wait." And so I just I put it off, and I went on a few other visits. And Michigan was one of them. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of random because uh, there was a girl growing up that I really looked up to that played on my travel ball team, and she was committed to Michigan. And I was like, "Okay, she's awesome. She's a good person. She's just everything. She's awesome." So. I feel like I should give Michigan a chance. Yeah. And so I went and visited and I just like fell in love with everything about it. Um, I had already been to like UCLA, Arizona, some of these other schools that Pac-12 people thought yeah. like I should have been going to. Yeah. Um, so 
shockingly, people were like, well, why Michigan? Like, why'd you do that? Yeah. Like, they're not Cali good. Girl and I'm like, Michigan. What? Yeah. I was like, no, it's it's fine. I was like, I can put up with the cold for at least four to five years. Right. I can do right. it. Um, but I just loved everything about it. And I knew that an education from there was going to be worth a lot of money in the end. Because yeah. um, ultimately, like, I just knew, unfortunately, like, with female athletics, like, I'm just not going to be able to play as long as the guys are making yeah. a good living. So yeah. I had to also be able to fall back on my degree. Okay. And what was your degree? It was in English and sociology. Okay. And what would you have done with that if softball wasn't? So I was career? really, really, so the sociology part of it really helped me with coaching. Yeah. Just because I had to like read people, situations, different environments and groups. Yeah. And so with that, I really thought it would help me with the coaching part. Um, I thought I was going to get my master's and then life happened and I ended up signing instead to play pro. Hey, it's not a bad trade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I would have for sure gone into coaching. Okay. And in 2016, your draft is second overall. Describe that feeling and those moments surrounding getting drafted into NPF. Um, so I kind of had an idea that I was going to go high just because of my coach reaching out to me about different opportunities and, you know, different teams. And I did my research and um, – I was nervous because until you hear your name, you just don't really yeah, know. Yeah. And so once my name was called, I was excited because that was the team I really wanted to be a part of. It was the team that I did the most research on and I just was the most interested in. So I was excited. And I think immediately after I got drafted, I think I was out there within the next week or so. Wow. So it was pretty quick. I had to move my stuff. I was in Oklahoma when I found out we were at the World Series. And so I was they, I convinced them to let me stay to watch my sister play a game. Mm-hmm. And then um, I flew back to Michigan, packed all my stuff and went to Florida. Wow. And now that brought you here and now you work out at 1513 Performance. Mm-hmm. And so how did you hear about Nick and what's it like working out there with the guys every day? It's awesome. So I heard about Nick from my partner, Alex, and they went to school together. And I heard a lot of good things about him, and then I had also been looking at somebody else to train me, and so it ended up being between him and someone else, and then I went in and met with him, and just him taking the time to explain a a lot of what he does and what he believes in um, really stuck out to me, because when I go to somebody and I trust somebody, I get very invested in them, Um, not just like what we're doing, but even like on a personal level, and so to me, it's more than just like the training side of it for sure. Um, but then it's been awesome because I've developed a friendship with him. He's helped me a lot with my knee, but then I also have developed friendships with the guys there too. Yeah. Um, they're so weird, but so funny. <laughs> they really uh, are. They're so weird. <laughs> That's the best way to describe them. They're so weird. They're just weird. But fun weird. Yeah. There's, they're a, definitely there's a difference fun weird. between weird weird and fun weird. Yeah. And, and I love that like, even though I'm pretty much the only female working out with them, they're just still weird all yeah. the time. Yeah. Because I'm like, yes, this is what yeah. I, this well, is what I need to be around. With girls all the time sometimes when you start to work out with guys you're like dang this is kind of fun yeah. it's a little different yeah, you know I feel like you get pushed a little bit more. yeah you do for sure we're going to take a quick break to discuss write it down's brand new website you can head over to widpod.com w-i-d-p-o-d.com and see all the goods you'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says learn more if you click that link it'll show you how you can support write it down Yes, my favorite part about the website is the Wid Wall, which is a collection of all the write it downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. What is like your nutrition life like? Oh, man. I do intermediate fasting. Okay. Um, 
I try not to eat before 11 and then try not to eat past 7. Okay. Um, I do snack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snack. I like my burgers. I like my wings. Yes. I like all that stuff. I just try not to have it all the time. Yeah. Um, I eat a lot of protein, a lot of, lot of chicken, a lot of uh, steaks, a lot of salads. Yeah. But I, I do a pretty good job throughout the week. Weekends, Weekends is usually yeah, yeah. when it gets I'm me. I'm done. I'm toast. Yeah. So what are some of the benefits and when did you start this, start fasting? Um, I actually started doing this probably about two years ago. Okay. Um, two years ago I got into it because a friend of mine was doing it and I was just kind of curious, like, you know, I, I, this is the weight I want to be in between. Like, let's see if I can get there. And I got there really fast. Yeah. Um, and then I really really was like strict with it when I hurt my knee just because I didn't want to gain any bad weight and then have to lose that coming back from any injury. Um, So if anything, I lost a little too much weight when I was um, really hurt. Yeah, not working out. Yeah, and so between the muscle and then that weight loss, I was like, because I just would like to be a little bit higher in my weight. So, um, but it's been paying off and I feel like it's helped a lot because at least I don't have a lot of weight to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. And I think nutrition... When it's done right, it really can help you in the gym. When you start to kind of make it like you can't go enjoy a drink or food mm-hmm. with people and you kind of get psycho about it, that's when you're like, mm, this is really helping me. But yeah. I notice like my nutrition, like when it's good, my performance in the gym is so much better. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm not going to like if like, we were to go out to eat and yeah. like we're at a burger place that's like known for their burgers, I'm going to have a, a burger that right like there. in food a beer. Freedom. Like I'm love not it. going to just yeah. be like, no, I can't eat this. I also like, love what fine. you said about um, snacking because I feel like that's my like kryptonite uh-huh. is. And I saw this meme recently that said, do you want to be a snack or do you want to eat snacks? Oh. And there's two type of two types of people and I'm the eat snacks type of girl. So I think you can be both. You can be both. Absolutely. That's us. Yeah. It's not a problem. I could say both. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say both. That's us. For those of you listening, we're snacks and we eat snacks. Yes. It's fine. Do you have a nutritionist with uh, your team? No. Really? No. Yeah. We, um, so we're on our own. We, we're on our own with a lot. Really? Yeah. There's really nothing that is provided for us. Were you expecting than, that? Or were um, you kind of like, all right, I'm. I had heard that post college. It just kind of gets real. Um, Nobody cares. Like, yeah. <laughs> Basically, like, it's on you. Yeah. And especially, like, again, for female athletes, it's, they don't care, and it's on you, and it's, everything's coming out of your own pocket. Um, a lot of the stuff that I have had done between surgeries and everything, it's all out of my own pocket. Wow. And so, you know, none of it is covered. Um, and then, I mean, we yes, we get paid from the team. Um, I mean, it's not as much as we should be getting right. paid. And then... Uh, we get uniforms and all that good stuff too, but you know it's it's just not yeah. how it should be. Do you think that you should your team and maybe just professional softball in general should be getting more media coverage? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's already been proven that if you put us on TV, we're going to get the views. Um, yeah, the World Series, uh, the Women's College World Series, is one of the most viewed. Uh, sporting events every single year. Obviously, it didn't happen this year because of COVID, but um, it's right up there. I mean, for a while, they were, like, numbers were way more than the Baseball World Series. Yeah. Um, so it's just crazy because even with those numbers, they, like, didn't really continue yeah. to push us in the um, normal season, just yeah. in the postseason. And the league or um, conference that's done the best job is the SEC. They yeah. they were televising every single game. Yeah. And it was awesome. Go Gators. It was on. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> 
you say SEC and I have to go there, it's Ugh. fine. It's fine. No, no, I agree with that. And I was watching some of your highlights, and I'm like, dang, this this chick is a beast. Like, why are we not seeing like this in on ESPN more on the news, like headlining of sports? Because I think that again, football's a big big right. ticket. Mm-hmm. I mean, NBA is close up, but even the WNBA doesn't get a lot of coverage. Yeah. And so I think that women's sports, you can learn a lot from it. And you guys are tenacious because you guys want it. Mm-hmm. You want it so bad. You're not given the the upper hand in, in sports. Yeah. So I'm all for it. Slight plug. Tell us some quick things before we get to rapid fire. You have a glove. Mm-hmm. You have cleat. Mm-hmm. I saw your website. You help other young women in mm-hmm. softball. So kind of tell me a little bit about that and what, what drives you for that. So throughout the year, I'll do camps and clinics all over. Um, it's really whoever wants to host me or different connections that I've built throughout the years of doing these. And um, they're awesome because my sponsors get involved. They will send items there, whether it's a bunch of softballs, these big nets to train with. And keep in mind, like a lot of these people, they don't have the money to afford a lot of that equipment and so what's cool is you know for the most part they don't really have an idea that when I get there and I have all this equipment like it's not coming back with me yeah so like it's just nice to be able to gift them with with those things um but then also get to meet athletes from all over and fans from all over so I mean it's to me it's funny when I get there and I'm doing a camp but I mean, majority of the time they want to just talk and hang out, which I'm totally fine with. I just don't want the parents to get upset. So I'm like, I mean, we can talk all camp, but let me at least give you some instruction. But I think that is cool, though, because of the trials that you went through, it makes you a better person Mm -hmm. and it and it makes you empathize with those that are younger than you that are that have the same hopes and dreams as you do and maybe haven't hit those bumps in the road so like while it's good that you're coaching technique you're also there to build relationship with these girls who look up to you and like want more than just a picture but want to like spend time with you so that's incredible I want to get to our rapid fire questions before um we go to our write it down so this is this is something interesting that I thought about the other day and I didn't realize what type of person I was when you apply deodorant do you go through the collar of your shirt or up underneath the hem of your shirt? There are two types of people. Underneath. You go underneath. Yeah, because I don't want to get the white. White, but then I don't want to stretch out the collar. The collar. Yeah, I was. I went in through the collar the other day, and I was like, I should try going through the hem, and I think I'm a hem girl now. Well, do you use spray or I use stick? just stick. So I use spray. Oh. Wow. So I don't want the spray to get all over the shirt. Like smart going this way. Yeah. Like I, it's also a weird angle. It is weird to angle. spray. You know what would solve this is us just doing it before we put a shirt on. But <laughs> but that I way. never do that. I end up putting like my shirt on. Depends. Well, do you do your makeup before your dress or after? I do it before. And then, well, it depends on what shirt I'm going to wear. Okay. Because if I have to wear a pull down shirt, it's going to wipe my makeup off. Right. But if I'm going to wear like a dress or something button up, I do my makeup first. So like I should think about that, but I don't. So I always do my makeup first. So yeah. then I think I'm more like aware of making sure the makeup doesn't get on the shirt. Yeah. I wouldn't be paying attention to the deodorant. Right. So that's why I do the deodorant. Deodorant. Next. Through the this process. Hem. I like this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you floss before or after you brush? So. I have done both. Yeah. But normally I do it after. Really? No, no, no. I do it before. I don't know. What do I do more? <laughs> this I switch good. it up. Yeah. It just, I think it depends, but I typically do it before and then I brush, but a lot of people brush their teeth and then go in and floss. Now, you know what I do? Mm-hmm. I brush, I floss, and then mouthwash. Brilliant. 
I love mouthwash. I used to hate mouthwash because it burned my mouth, but I think it really does make your teeth cleaner, even if it's mental. Yeah, I think the burn, I like <laughs> try burn. to like swallow <laughs> just a little bit because yeah. I feel like it's actually Get cleaning. It yeah. Cleanse your throat a little bit. Would you rather go to a Kanye concert or a Jay-Z concert? Jay-Z. Hands down. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What do you think about Kanye's new gospel album? This is off script. Really did not. You weren't expecting it? I didn't listen to it. You didn't listen to it? I didn't. It's actually pretty good. Is it? Yeah. I really have. I mean, I really it's good music. To it. Regardless of like what mm-hmm. you believe, you listen to it and you're like, dang, this guy's good. <laughs> He's a genius with his words. Brilliant. He really is. Wordsmith. I just think of Jay-Z. I think of Beyonce and Fierce. Beyonce, Jay-Z. Like, they're just Power couple. so good. We could go off on a whole tangent yeah. about them and their relationship. <laughs> it's fascinating to it me. Is. It's pretty legit. Um, okay, so we're at that point in the show where we offer the audience a nugget of wisdom to write down. So Sierra, what is your write it down? My write it down is what are you willing to do to get what you want? Mm, love that. And that is exactly something that you've lived by. Yes. So it weighs more when you actually do what you're telling other mm-hmm. people to write down. I love that. This is something that Nicholas Womble wants you to write down to remember about yourself. And so let me see if I can read his uh, grammar. <laughs> This past year has had more ups and downs than many could handle, but through the darkest days, you've learned so much about yourself and what you are truly capable of. The road back to the top is not over yet, but your worst days are behind you. Enjoy the rest of the season of growth you are in because the reward at the end will be worth every second of it. From Nick. Oh, love you. Write it down. Sierra Romero, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.